Seattle Sports Station presents the K.J. Wright Show. The ball is intercepted. K.J. Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Number 15. Now every Wednesday with Brock and Saul. How y'all like that? Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. KJ's in the building. Good morning, sir. Morning. How's it going? What's going well? It was a it was a tough day yesterday for yeah. the Seattle sports fan. That was hard. That was really hard. It wasn't good. Uh, being on the verge of victory, only to see it ripped out of your hands, I think, was challenging. And mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people had put themselves in the position of imagining what it would be like going into tomorrow, up one nothing. And I think those losses are harder to handle in some ways than hey, you lost five to one, or you just you weren't as good as the other team that day. Yeah. I know you've experienced it. You've been on all sides of this. Mm-hmm. How does a good locker room handle Ooh. the challenges of having def- you know victory ripped yeah. out of your hands? Because in this situation, first time in the playoffs, you're on the road, you got the win in your hands, up four with two innings left. Mm-hmm. You just think like, okay, automatic 1-0, and then back-to-back home runs. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That, that's really hard, but, but the thing is is that I'm really looking forward to seeing the character and the resiliency of these men in this locker room. Hey, you lost. That's over. So what do you say? You're That's, in the locker room right afterwards. What do you do? What no, do you do in that needs, moment? Nothing even needs to be said. Nothing. You say nothing. No, nothing needs to be said. Guys, we dropped the ball on this one. Let's 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 bow up. We we missed this one. Let's let's look at what we did wrong. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from this moment. Let's get better from it. And hey, we lost the game. The beauty of the MLB is that in playoffs you get a series. It's not it's not a one and done where you're going home, you know, taking a trip to Cabo. You have another opportunity <laughs> to to get back on the drawing board. Another another game on the road. Let's get this one, tie the series up and get it one one coming back to Seattle where the fans will be ready for him. Okay, compare and contrast then, locker room guy. Compare and contrast the locker room after the 2012 divisional round playoff loss in Atlanta mm. versus the 2014 Super Bowl loss. Nine day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nine day, Brock. Uh, the 2012 loss. It was a that was a good loss for us. That sounds that sounds pretty bizarre, but that was a really good loss because it made us even more hungry. It showed us like, man, we are a really Really good football team. And we just lost to a tough opponent that, that went on to do great things. But, man, this is an opportunity for us to get back to the drawing board, add to what we have, and, and, and you know, we made the playoffs. The, the, we won the, won the, the Super Bowl, Bowl the next year. Won the Super Bowl the next year. 2014, that, that's, that speaks for itself. That's just <laughs> – that's the lowest of the lows. They, they don't get much lower than that. And so um, th- there's some good losses that you can learn from, and there's some other losses that's that's hard to overcome. So how does KJ process that? How does KJ write individually? Because he had fans yesterday mm-hmm. just going, as you can imagine. I mean, just how, how do you? How did you individually? We know, I think, yeah. collectively, we've heard enough stories after the fact, but how did you individually, how did you handle that loss? Well, individually, I had a very low moment myself. The second quarter, it's um, second and three. A man-to-man against Rob Gronkowski. Fade ball for a touchdown. That It doesn't get much more. The whole world is watching. Your, your mom, your, your dad is watching. That's the lowest of the lows. Yeah, that's the one everyone remembers. That's all we talk about when we think about that, that game. Yeah, <laughs> it, should, it should be one of them. But, but people don't even talk about, talk about it. But, but, Brock, listen, I told myself, I vowed to myself, I said, KJ, if you are ever in this situation again, you better not ever get beat. You better not ever get beat if you're in this situation again. And you look at my career. From that moment on to my last play, I never got beat in a situation man-to-man against a tight end. And so you look at this Manners team. Guys, we are in this situation. Mm. We're up four points 
with with two innings left, we better not ever drop the ball like we did yesterday. <laughs> you got to value yourself. If you're a pitcher, if you're if you're if you're a hitter, if you're a, a outfielder, I got to seal this deal and make sure that this never happens again. It's so hard. It's such a hard comp because baseball generally doesn't work that way. It will happen right. again. Yeah. Like it's just sort of the no. way that ga- it will. Yeah. That's just sort of the, yeah. yeah. In, in baseball, no, no, no. You're yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong in football. <laughs> no, it just it's a different sport. It's a sport of failure, right? I mean that it's one of the things that sets these two sports apart from each other football is a sport of success and baseball is a sport of failure it's dealing with the fact that you know the best hitters of all time fail 65 percent of the time yeah that's the game you're gonna give up another home run you're gonna give up another key spot you're gonna blow another save it's just the name of the game it's just yeah it's a weird frustration with baseball and it's why it's hard to make this calm because i was trying to think is there a loss in your career that you know was bad, but you guys could bounce back from the next day, or that. But in football, yeah, you're losing the playoffs, you're done. There yeah, is, yeah. Are there are there any late season losses that help the team kind of motivate and get get kind of prepared for what came next? Because here's the thing: in football, you have no choice but to reset. Right, you have no choice in the regular season but to reset. You have 17 opportunities, one game a week. You have got to seal this deal. And so what happens is you lose the game on Sunday. When Monday happens, when when you wake up that Tuesday morning, Sunday never existed. Mm. It cannot exist in your brain. Could you imagine having to play Monday? I, I know not not physically. There's no yep. way you could play a football game the next day. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine the mentality oh. of going back out there the next day? No, not even the next day. Yeah. Can you imagine playing 162 <laughs> games in a season, I'm, I'm KJ? A, I'm gonna keep it real. You, th- those emotions, that that funk, is is kind of still in your system. Mm. It's it's still in your system as as an athlete. Like it takes it takes some time to get over a really really hard loss. That's why, thankfully, they're not playing today. <laughs> they're playing tomorrow. And so, man, you got to get this out your system. You got to just just eat it, just just spit it out. This is hard. But, man, you got to bounce back. And the character in, the, in this these guys is going to show. Okay, one last uh, locker room question, one last football to baseball kind of conversation here. If you could go back in time, and mm-hmm. you could go back in that locker room uh-huh. in that 2014 or the weeks that followed or the month that followed, and you could go back mm-hmm. and and change the course of history of how the team responded to that Super Bowl loss, mm. what would you what would you have done different? Ooh, you getting deep, Brock. I would have <laughs> I would have a very open and transparent conversation with everyone in, in, in their locker room. It wouldn't just be the head coach talking. Hey guys, what we're about to do is if you got something to say, you get it out right now. All this stuff that you have bottled in and been carrying with you for since twenty twenty two. I need you to get that out right here, right now. Let it all out. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how pissed off you are. Tell me you don't trust me. Let it be known right here, right now, how you feel so we can process and move forward. Mm. What do leaders tend to say in those tough moments? We, in those moments, we lash out. Well, in that one, for sure. Yeah. But, but in general, after losses, maybe, maybe that one's just too extreme. Oh, yeah, yeah. In general, what, what do leaders say after losses? With that, fellas, we, 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 we lost that game. It doesn't that the Astros did. Those guys play well, but we, if, if in that situation, the ball is in our court. Mm. We have to seal the deal. We got to execute better. This is all on us. And the players got to look at themselves saying, guys, as a unit, 
we got to do better. And so you don't point the finger. Leaders never point the finger. You always look within, mm. look at that man in the mirror, and then you go from there. That's cool. Hey, we're going to have uh, some folks on the phones here and see if we can get you guys to talk to KJ a little bit. We'll do that coming up in 20 minutes at 866-979-3776. And, of course, we will have uh, tickets to give away for uh, the Seahawks game, which is now going to be at what time? It's going to be, uh, we think, in the, the late afternoon, 4 or 5 o'clock. By the way, I was complaining if, earlier. Right, yeah. if, if, if. if they can get to. I was complaining yeah. earlier. Why couldn't the Mariners play later? Was it a TBS thing? And I was reminded they got to travel to Houston right afterwards if they ah, win. So that's why they can't play the night game and the Seahawks would have to bounce later. Then silly me. I forgot about that. Um, before we do any of that, though, KJ, mm-hmm. Gino's playing great. But uh, we got a little defense to talk about. I'd like to know what exactly they can do like now to try to get this defense looking better than it did on Sunday, because I don't know that that was acceptable. We'll ask KJ those questions and more. It is Brock and Salk, and you're home for the Mariners playoff run. Seattle Sports on 710 and seattlesports.com. This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. Oh, yeah, KJ Wright, excuse me, is in the building, and uh, that means we want to talk through what we all saw on Sunday. Well, he was there, right? I was in the building. Oh, you were there. 50-yard line. Yeah, it's a beautiful view. It must have been. Yeah. Well, I mean. Offensively, it was. Offensively, it was great. (laughs) KJ and I were just sitting here talking about the dime that that Gino threw to Tyler Lockett. KJ, do you know that Gino's the number one rated passer in the league with a 113 rating? Do you know he's the number four QBR in the league right behind Mahomes and Allen? Do you know that he's number one in the league with a 75% completion percentage? you tell him because KJ never trusted in this guy. And I thought it was wrong (laughs) how KJ had no faith in Gino heading into this season. He wanted Garoppolo. He wanted Baker. He wanted everybody else. Pay the man. Pay the man. I'm, I'm saying it now. Pay him long Pay term? the man. So you want him as your quarterback next year? Ooh. PTM. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Let's, let's do it. Let's do a two-year two deal? Two-year deal? Yeah. Now, hold on. If you pay him two-year deal, mm-hmm. which I'm not, necessar- I'm not necessarily arguing with you. Okay. Are you also drafting a quarterback in the first round? It depends on, it, first of all, it depends on how the season ends. Okay. How Geno finishes. But if and, one and, of the and when, studs is yes. available. And when the opportunity comes, you look into it. Okay. You, you think he's it. taking a two-year? You, you think he's taking right now, Gino, uh, KJ, if they call Gino's agent right now and said, listen, man, we believe in him. We trusted him. Yeah, we wanted him to compete, and he won the job. Here's a, here's a two-year uh, deal for $24 million bucks. You give me. He takes it. You give me. You give me thirty. I'm signing the dotted line. <laughs> two for thirty. Two for thirty. That's actually a pretty good deal for both sides. Yeah. I would do that if I were either of those sides. That's, yeah. Especially if it's not a real two for thirty. If it's like a football two for thirty, where it's like really two for like no, two know. for two for thirty with twenty yeah. guaranteed. Oh, so twenty guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, I would do that deal. Sign the dotted line. And be a good deal for Gino too. Right, I, I think so. I'm not Gino. I'm not counting the man's pocket. I think so. You know, he has an opportunity to get that that big contract. If I'm him. I'm doing it. Twenty million dollars take care of you for a pretty long time, right? I mean, yeah, we know when quarterbacks are getting fifty, you know. But he's not going to get fifty. He's not going to get fifty, right? I mean, so but, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. We'll right, see. I, Just I keep it going, Gino. All right, but hold on. We got week six. We got to talk about there. the defense. Yeah. KJ, what's going on with defense? I was there at the game. I was there at the game, and um, this out of all the things that happened Sunday, this moment bothered me the most. It's twelve oh two. Kickoff happens. Defense is up. In my mind, okay, we've been looking terrible all year. We have everyone's calling our name. We can't stop the run. 
And I looked at those guys when they took the field. You know what they did? All 11, one of those guys, they walked on the football field. Walked. Like it was a jog in the park. And I was sitting there so confused and so bewildered. I'm like, is this real right now? Did they, these guys just walk on the field to start the game? I was, I could not believe my eyes. And I'm like, mentally, it's, it's, it's mentally, and you saw what happened in the first place, six-yard run. Mentally, these guys, there's just something's not quite right with, with what's going on over there. I could be reaching with this, but I know when I played, every time I ran on the, every time it was time for the defense to go up, I ran on the football field. All game long or just the first time? I ran every time. Because Bobby, Bobby would always say, everyone would say, take the field, take the field. You set your mind like, I'm going to run on this football field. Andrew Whitworth from the Los Angeles Rams, if you watch that man, every single time he got on the field, this man was in a full-blown sprint to get on the football field. You're setting your body up. You're setting your mind right. You're getting all those little muscle fibers ready to take the field and play some dang football. That, out of everything, bothered me the most. You know what bothered me? And I could send you pictures for the first few snaps. You talk about that six-year run. KJ, this is, again, to my eye, and it must be how they're coaching them. Those defensive linemen are like a yard off the ball. Yep. Monet. I mean, Woods was, Woods was and has been phenomenal. But Monet, Puna, Shelby, they're like a yard off the ball, and they're just getting reached, and they're getting pushed, and they're totally just being overwhelmed at the line of scrimmage again and again and again and again and again, and I could keep going. And I just, there's, they're, they're not and, changing. And, they're and, not responding. And Brock, they're catching. They're catching yes. blocks. You cannot catch a 300-pound man. You have to attack a 300-pound man. And also on the flip side, Brock, I was looking at it versus the pass. They're lined up the same way. It's a pass down, and they're like a yard off the ball. Football one-on-one is you crab the football. You are an inch away so you can get that, that, that jump on the offensive lineman. <laughs> and so it's versus the run and it's versus the pass. And so I don't know the theory or why, but I looked at it and I'm like, what is going on? Well, did you hear uh, what your buddy had to say on his podcast? I mean, you get an hour with us. Yeah. I think old Sherm has his own little podcast where he gets to pontificate as well. <laughs> Here's your buddy Richard Sherman on what he thinks needs to be done defensively. I got to go talk to Pete. It's just defense. Uh, they got to they gotta go back to what they know. Like, we're trying, they're trying this quarters too high scheme, and it's just like you got to go back to what we know, bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Love that dude. I was with He's my, gotta go. It, Sherm's got to step in and save this. I was He's got to talk to Pete. I was with my good buddy yesterday, and you know what? He said the exact same thing. We was talking like, bro, what's going on? Your good buddy Sherm or somebody yeah. else? You were with Sherm. I was, with Sherm. I was, I was like, what's going on? He's like, he got to go back to what he knows. And you just think about it. Pete, you know, Coach Carroll did this thing forever. He knows it like the back of his hand. We talk about Boston, Frisco, cover three, over defense. He knows it like the back of his hand. So as a head coach, you can make those adjustments. You can say, hey, we need to do this better, but it's not happening. What's Boston, Frisco? It's, it's a defense. It's a, Boston is over defense. Frisco is under defense. But under KJ, three, but KJ, but KJ, they hired Sean Desai. KJ, they hired Carl Scott. KJ, they elevated Clint Hurt and got rid of the guy that equally knew it just as well as Pete did and, and Ken brought Norton. In, brought in Nuosu and drafted guys to that's, try to fit this That's scheme. why I said they're not going to change. You can't change. You did this all OTAs, did this all training camp. It's we six. You cannot scrap the game plan. You got to ride this thing out. 
and just figure it out as you go. So what do they need in order to play this scheme? Because it seems like all they really need are the right defensive linemen. And if they have that, that they might be okay. Is it is it more complicated than that? First of all, they need to run on the field when it's their turn to get on defense. <laughs> well, that's not that's, the scheme. That's first of all. Get your freaking minds right. First of all, that's what they need to do. Secondly, with scheme-wise, you got to – I don't know. Scheme wise, you got to bring in big bodies. I mean, KJ, we're hammering the D line, but you should see my text. You should see social media. Yeah. I mean, Cody's not getting shocking and shedding and getting off blocks. Jordan's not, or when he does, I mean, he's he's. You see effort from those two guys at that level, but yeah, it's not like hard. Yeah, they're playing hard, but it's not like they're being overly productive. Mm-hmm. I got video of Quandre Diggs. I'm not even going to send you. When Taysom's running and he's in center field and he's like, eh, yep, I'm, I'm not getting to that ball. And, a, and another thing, it was four minimal. Four minimals when you know the team is going to run the ball. It's the same thing. Guys, get a get somebody in the box. I don't want to see two high safeties, but I know they're running the ball. And so, Brock, we can go on and on and on. And it start, it, everything starts with coaching. It starts with the coaching. It goes down to the players executing the game plan. And so you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. It always starts up front. It always starts up front, and then you go on the back end in order to somehow, you know, improve this defense. Well, that would be my – I agree with you. I don't think they're going to change. I mean, I, I think they've kind of – But if you guys can't do it. But Monet can't do it. Puna's got 10 tackles in six games and looks like a shell but you're not win the Super Bowl of what he's year. been. But you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Well, if you go back to a 4-3, you're going to win the Super Bowl? No. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, can we all just agree? Yeah. You can go back to a 4 3, you can go back to the Boston Frisco. You're not going to win the Super Bowl. But so, you, do you make it your mission to make this work, to teach it over the course of this year, to bring in more personnel to make it work? It's not like this defense can't work, it's just not working right now. So, why not, if you're going to, if you truly believe in it, spend this when, year working to make it better? And that's what, that's what Pete said when we asked him about it mm-hmm. on Monday. He mm-hmm. said the problem is they don't have enough experience to fall back on yet. Well, you're not going to get that experience if you quit. Exactly. So you got to keep it going. I was just talking to some of the guys like this defense may take some time mm-hmm. to master. It may take some time to learn. And so we all came into the season with the expectations where they were. We all had an expectation where it was going. And so let's give this defense time to grow, develop. It sucks. It stinks. It's very, very ugly. But they're playing hard, they're, they're trying, but I believe that when, when John Snyder looks at this team, he's seeing like, okay, I see what scheme we're going to go for with this team. I know how I got to draft, and I know how I got to do in free agency to improve, to improve this rebuild here. Mm. Good stuff. All right, K.J. Wright is in. He's not going anywhere. Uh, it is driven by uh, Muckleshoot Casino Sportsbook. Brock, uh, we said we'd open up the phone lines. You want to do that? I do want to open up the phone lines. I do have a name, a couple names for KJ, too, before the trade deadline. So Brock's going to throw names at you. i got to play a little of the sound out of Denver. And uh, we also, I'm sorry, I can't help it. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually contractually obligated. Can we leave him alone? No, I have to. It's, it's part of the contract. I'm not allowed to not do it. Just one. I'll just play one. And then uh, we're going to take some calls. Eight six six. And tickets to give away. Oh, my gosh. And tickets. 866-979-3776. Uh, oh, you know who we haven't even asked you about? KJ? Bruce, no! We got Bruce. <laughs> we got to ask you about Bruce as well. So uh, we got a fun half hour I knew that was coming. It's KJ right with us <laughs> on Seattle Sports on 710, the Seattle Sports app. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. All right, here's what we'll do, Brock. I think the best caller will just give them tickets. How about that? Did Maura and Justin talk to you? 
Yeah. I like that idea. Okay, I figured. I know how much you Actually, like you know what? I love that idea. I know you do. I know you I know how you operate. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. You want to talk to KJ about what it's like to deal with a tough loss like yesterday? You want to talk to KJ about the Seahawks defense and the type of loss they had, about Geno Smith and what he's doing right now. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. And we do have tickets to go see the Seahawks and Cardinals this weekend mm. as a little added bonus. Okay, you're gonna to go to your first caller. He's uh, Brock in Puyallup. He's got a question for KJ. Okay, uh, KJ Wright, question for you. Would you trade for Roquan Smith? He wants a new deal. He held out in the preseason in Chicago. Chicago is still a mess of a roster. Mm-hmm. Stud been, middle linebacker for those the, who don't know. Been one of the best middle linebackers in the game. Three down middle linebacker. Would you trade before this trade deadline, move Jordan back to weak side linebacker and trade for Roquan Smith? I love Roquan Smith. Phenomenal, phenomenal talent. He's a playmaker. Get sacks, get picks tackling machine but no i would not i would not because the thing is when you trade him you got to pay him and he gets him for a top top dollar and um when you look at the seahawks they drafted jordan for a reason he's going to be the guy that you eventually are going to pay and so two top paying guys you got your guy i wouldn't do it i would wait till free agency happens maybe see where his market is but if he gets traded now, he wants to be top paid at the very, very top. So I'm, I'm not messing with so him. So I agree with you, but more because of what we talked about a few weeks ago. Like, hey, forget the middle linebacker. Give me the defensive tackles who are going to help yeah. the middle linebackers yeah. and make those guys better. Yeah. But but just for the sake of argument here, does does bringing in someone like him allow Jordan to go back to maybe his more natural weak side linebacker I spot? Jordan, I think Jordan would be phenomenal. Way better than where he is at the weak side linebacker spot. You I think do. he would be. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe you just just let him just roam free. Just get you know take the green diet from him. Just let somebody else call and just let him play some football. Let him go sideline to sideline. He'll be fantastic. And so maybe they do look in the draft. You know, depending on what happens with Cody, if he comes back or not, get a middle linebacker. But right now, priority number one is not bringing in a top tier free agent linebacker mm-hmm. to help this football team. Who was the other name you wanted to throw out there, Brock? Uh, well, what about Derek Brown from the Carolina Panthers? He was a top 10 pick. He is a monster inside. He's an unbelievably athletic defense tackle at 330 pounds. Scott Fitterer, the GM there in Carolina, just fired Matt Rule. I think they're open for business. Is mm-hmm. he somebody you give a second round pick too? And I mean, he's He's a top 10 pick, so he's. I think this is year three for him. You'd have him for year four, have to make a choice mm-hmm. on year five's option. Is he something you would consider? If I'm bringing in a D lineman, I'm bringing in a playmaking D lineman that, that's not necessarily here to just take up blocks and absorb guys. I'm bringing in a guy that for my scheme, he's going to penetrate, get sacks, get off field, be disruptive. If I'm going to bring in a defensive lineman to play one yard off the ball. do they do that in this ball, scheme? No. That's why I'm bring him in. That's why I'm bring him in. If I'm bringing him in to play one yard off the ball to take up linemen, yeah. I'm not going to give up a second-round pick for that. Mm. I'm going to go in the draft, find me a big stud, and just huh, take up two men, keep them off my linebackers, and we'll be all good. They had There was the possibility. Who was the guy we talked about, Brock, out of Georgia? Oh. Right, who kind of was that guy in the draft this year? Uh, Jordan, um, Jordan Davis. Jordan yeah. Davis. Yeah, we talked he, about him. Where is he? The end Eagles up? got him. Eagles. Oh, the Eagles hey, got him. Aren't the Eagles the best team in football right now? Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe there's more to it. Maybe Fletcher Cox has something to do with that, and a few <laughs> other guys in there as well. All right, mm-hmm. you want to talk to a few of the people? Let's talk. Do you talk to people, or are you too high and mighty? Like, I mean, you've been a, a big star for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk to people? I'm always a man of the All people. Right. KJ is, of course, the man of the people. I'm just kidding. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. I'll go to Spokane first and talk. Talk to Matt. What's going on, Matt? 
Hey guys, what's going on? What up? What up? My first caller. Hey, uh, oh wow, feel special. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I was just debating with friends. Do you think this uh, play from Gino is sustainable? They, uh, they're still in the uh, tank for anything better mode, and I just think we should just honestly pay the man, get it done. You say get it done. You, you think sustainable? You think Gino can keep this up? Absolutely. Yeah. Just just look at him. Just 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 take a look yeah. at him. You know what good quarterbacks look like. And you know what bad quarterbacks look like? Gino is playing some really good football. Intellectually, he is on point. He's making checks at the line of scrimmage. That that touchdown to Tyler Lockett, correct me if I'm wrong, Bart, but mm-hmm. I believe he checked to that play, to the play action, throw it deep. He, Gino also made another check. He saw that the defense line went to an even front. He checked to a draw. Two, I said he checked to a draw early in the game. So intellectually, he's on point. Beautiful arm. His teammates love him. His teammates respect him. Get it done now. Yeah, the word that I used uh, with with Coach on Monday, KJ, and I use quite a bit of my analysis of just watching that position is the same word I use with pitchers, and that is command. Yep. It's a little different. A pitcher is just throwing that ball, but he's got to command where he wants it, command all of his pitches, command that strike zone. For a quarterback, it's communication. It's leading. It's in and out. I mean, they have been so crisp. In and yeah. out of that huddle, yeah. KJ, to the line of scrimmage, it looks like a totally different operation. Yep, super efficient, super <laughs> efficient on point. Just got a really nice rhythm, getting the ball to several guys. His tight ends are getting involved. DK and Tyler is happy. The run game is still they still getting 20-plus runs a game. And so phenomenal, phenomenal so do you think? do you think they're talking to him? Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you sign a deal or agree to a deal late in one season one year? I signed week six. Six fifteen, week fifteen. <laughs> yeah, we was talking like week eleven. They came around, and so I don't, I don't know if they're talking to him now. But let the season keep going out. Week ten, week eleven, like okay, maybe reach out after not as good a game, right? I mean, if you want a little leverage, I mean, you don't have to reach out after he's like the best yeah. player in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe wait a week, maybe. see if he comes back to earth, uh, then but, ask him if you want to sign. A but deal. I believe Gino is seeing his worth. He's seeing his yeah. worth. He's getting this media attention. And he's just getting this 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 nice vibrant energy to himself, seeing like, hey, I'm one of the guys. I'm well respected in this league. I can play. I can win football games. So eight eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Go to Kashmir. Talk to Mitch. Good morning, sir. You're on with KJ. Hello. You already answered the Gino question. I wanted to know, do we need to rebound from losing Penny, or do you think Walker is sufficient? I love Kenneth Walker. Since I saw him since OTAs, I was like, he is strong, he's fast, he can block. So this guy, they drafted him this high for a reason. They drafted him this high for this moment. And so I'm looking forward to see how he does. I do need to see who's going to be behind him because you can't just bury this young man in the dirt. Like he had, Let's remember, he had a hernia surgery. Mm-hmm. We can't just, just get him going. Let's just make sure we monitor his carries, make sure he sustains all year. But Kenneth Walker is going to be fantastic. And so I'm looking, forward to, I'm looking forward to the guys behind him to make sure that they also carry the load and get that one-two punch like they had with Penny. DJ Dallas, is that, is that him? Is he the number two punch? I'm, I like DJ. I've always liked DJ. I think they need to use him way more in the passing game as well. Hmm. And so give him his carries. Give him his carries. Use him out of the backfield. And so when you see him, he comes in now. It's like third down, block in. Maybe throw him a pass or two. But DJ and Kenneth is going to have to be the one-two punch. That, that injury is tough, huh? The um, the penny, penny injury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even see. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see so how he, it happened. He couldn't even really see that much. But I mean, he snapped his ankle. I mean, snapped the what's the, the tib fib thing. I mean, yeah. like 
That that's it's it's feel, unfortunate. Super yeah, I feel unfortunate. bad for that guy. He spent so and you've talked about how hard rehabbing is, right? Yeah. And the, it's mentally just mentally draining, like again, and you start questioning, like, can I stay healthy? Why me? You know, can I bounce back? Is a team going to sign me in free agency? Are they going to give me a, a terrible deal? Mm. All these things go through your brain. And so um, I definitely feel for him, and it's, it's tough. But I did believe, I do believe he showcased, showcased enough to say, okay, Penny, we love you. We can probably bring you back on another one of your deal. Hey, did I see on the workout list it was you and Bruce Irvin, and they went with Bruce, or was it just Bruce? <laughs> it was not me. Oh. Just, just did my you dog, think about Bruce. it this week? Think about what? Coming back. No. You didn't think about it for a second. No. All right, well, hold on, because uh, I got Matt. <laughs> Matt wants to at least ask you about it. Matt, good morning. You're on with KJ. Hey, KJ. <laughs> What's good? <laughs> What's good? With the recent defensive struggles, you know, I, I was thinking we just have a, we have a KJ problem. If we got Maybe if we got you back, we could turn it around. If you got a call, would you consider <laughs> coming back for us? Listen, listen. Answer your question, no. <laughs> but I did make this suggestion. I do – I've suggested that I be a player's coach where I'm on the team, mm-hmm. I'm on the roster, but I'm not playing. They, they're supposed to use a roster spot for you? Absolutely. Listen to me, Salt. <laughs> so you get paid like a player, but I, you don't play? I am well worth it. And I'm not I'm, – listen, listen, I am well worth a roster spot. You're laughing. You're laughing. <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. If you bring me on that team, uh-huh. I kid you not, things will get turned around. But you have to play. You can't. They only get fifty-three. Oh, first of all, only forty-eight guys dress out. Forty-six guys dress out. Okay. If you bring me in there, have me in there as a player and as a really a coach. I'm really a coach. Well, then why don't they hire you as a coach? Nah, you want to get paid like a coach. You want to get paid like a player. Let me mingle with the guys. Let me let me have the coaches make sure they're on point. Uh-huh. Let me make sure the guys are on point during walkthrough. It'll be well worth it. I can't <laughs> well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. The guys will run out there at least I mean, when, the, when it's I, their turn to run out on defense. I think Lenny Wilkins did that as a player coach in the Russell NBA bench. Bill Russell. Look look at Adrian Peterson. When Adrian Peterson came last year, mm-hmm. you saw how Penny turned right, it but up. But he played. He, no, he played one game and then he was hurt the next week. Oh, well, you but can you, do that. I can give you. I can give you a game. I can give you one game. <laughs> I can give you one game. But after that, no, I'm back to coaching. I'm back to coaching. So to answer your question, I can't come back. I would love to, but I can't. I'll tell you what. Should we give Matt the tickets? <laughs> I think we'll give just because he got that answer out of KJ. Good one. Good Matt, one. you want to go to the game on Sunday? I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. There you go. Matt, hang on. Uh, Justin will get your info. Can you pick that up in there? Here, let me put him back on hold. There you go. There's Matt uh, in Puyallup. He'll go to the game on Sunday oh, just because I like the question. P-Town. Yeah, I'm okay, representing P-Town, P-Town for you. Yeah, I got you, Brock. You been to the fair, KJ? Do you like the Puyallup fair? Every year. Do you really? Yeah. Every year. What do you like to eat at the fair? Man, before I stop eating pork, I used always get the long, um, extra long corn dog. That mm. was my all-time favorite Ooh. thing. Stopped eating pork? Yeah. Okay. No swine. No swine. No All swine. Right. You didn't eat, like, what is it, the funnel cake or the scones? I love, I love some funnel cakes. Scones? Mm. Funnel cakes. Did they, do a, uh, did they do a fair in Mississippi? There? It feels like a place that would have a really have a big fair. fair. Hey, hey, KJ, <laughs> next, next time you text me, okay? Because Grandma Pay and Grandpa Mike right down there, you could park at their house. <laughs> okay. I grew up two blocks from that sucker. Okay. So next time you do that, you go every year. You, get, you, you text me, parking's terrible. Peg and Mike will take care of you. Gotcha. What, uh, what are you expecting out of Bruce? I'm expecting Bruce. They signed the practice squad. 
It's on the practice squad. So you got to, Bruce, first of all, got to get acclimated. They got to get back in a football shape. And so while I'm looking at Bruce, I'm looking at the roster. He's not coming in here to be a mentor. He's not coming in here to, to help groom the guys. Bruce is coming in here to be, he's coming here to play. So when I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the roster. I'm expecting him to go to that left side and um, compete, compete. We get some playing time. You got Daryl Taylor. You got Mafe. I believe that Chenna's is Chenna's going to be Chenna. Chenna's playing phenomenal. I'm looking forward to Bruce coming in and bringing some some run stopping and some rushes on third Can down. Can he set an edge still? Absolutely. I mean, that's the Very one thing strong. he's got to do, right? I mean, within Very the strong. scheme, and it's a, and it's a struggle that Daryl's having, right? These teams are attacking the C gap. Just inside washed. guys are not getting off the ball, and and Daryl's just. I don't know, man. He's a. We saw him last year flash KJ a lot. Mm-hmm. We saw him just get some sacks. We saw him hit. We mm-hmm. saw him pressure the quarterback. We saw him more in that Leo off mm-hmm. the edge in space, taking, he, you know, pe- taking people on. And he was having a lot of fun. His personality was showing, just celebrating. And um, not sure what he did this offseason, but um, completely different dude. And, um, but it's hope- a different game they're asking him to play, is I it know, not? I know. I know. It's a completely different game. And so. Coach Curry is his coach. Coach Curry, you got to get this man going. You got to find a way to somehow to get him motivated, somehow to make it simple for him, and just let him go. Just, just say the first five plays, blitz, 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 Daryl Taylor Hmm. to get this man rhythm going and just get him, you know, back to where he know he can be. All right, I made it forty six minutes. I I got to spend you know five minutes here on some drama. I'm sorry, I made it forty six minutes of football talk and locker room talk and all that, but I got to play you some of this sound. Uh, This is from uh, Wolf and Dmac. This is uh, the afternoon show in Denver, and they are uh, things have turned. In Denver, they've gotten ugly. Russ goes back in the game and continues to, you know, not be good because he's hurt or something's going on, or maybe because he's a lemon. Well, maybe, maybe he's he's he's. Well, according to Peter King, he's not in the right football shape. And then according, I've to, been saying this. According to Peter King, they're not in the right system for him. And no. then, then we found out he's hurt. Bad. And then then we're when when you can just kneel on the ball or hand it off, <laughs> you're throwing interceptions when the game is like a ninety five percent tile that you win, and why are you throwing the ball anyway? Let's run a pass play with our concussed quarterback who has a hurt throwing arm. Because now you've got conspiracy theorists, I suppose, like us, thinking maybe you just want to pad your stats and look good on national TV. Mm. So that's what's going on in Denver. Kyle Brandt went on NFL Network and called Russell a poser, which to me... Outside of like slurs and epithets, that's about as bad as you can call somebody. I I mean, that is a that is a really, really rough insult. He demolished his character. Yes. He really demolished his character. Called him a poser, one of the most fakest human beings on the planet. That that one stung me. I'm like, ouch. And um, just looking at what's going on with Russ over there, um, you know, you saw Sherm in the in the, in the post game, and just um, it's it's hard to see, it's hard to witness. And um, you talking about mentally? Hopefully, he mentally has deleted all his social media, ignored the noise because I know he's feeling this pressure. Well, they're they're crushing him for that too. When you if you're going through hell, keep going, and then the next day, eternal joy. Hashtag Kingdom Focus, praying hands, and the next tweet is buy my hat. <laughs> I I can't even make that up. Really? So that's 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 what we're doing. One day about hell and Winston Churchill. Next day kingdom focus. Next day buy my hat. It shows you how out of touch he is. Rush, you got to stop that. Cut that out, man. If you if you lose the fan base, if you lose the people, if people don't support you, your time in Denver will be miserable. Cut the crap, man. Leave that, leave that stuff alone. You know how LeBron just deletes social media? Just focus on football. There's not the time for off-the-field endeavors, not the time for fragrances, none of that stuff. 
If you you talk about legacy, you're talking about Hall of Fame legacy being well respected and amongst your teammates and from the people. You got to get this thing figured out today. And so, um, you know, all the stuff that he did with, uh, you know, the the image and the brand, that stuff cool, but man, but your legacy is it's starting to be on the line right now. And so, from brother from brother to brother, you got to get this figured out ASAP. Okay, KJ, you've heard one side of it, right? Just rip him. And I've said to Mike, like, this feels worse than even the Super Bowl loss. Because to your point, this is like his character. The interception was was a play. Mm-hmm. It was a bad call. It was this. It was that. His character right now is getting just yeah. demonized, demonized in ways it never did here for a decade in this public a forum. Mm-hmm. So you have an opportunity to speak on the other side. Did you ever see him vulnerable? Did he connect with you? Could he connect and be real and authentic? And if so, how would you speak to that character? I would say one thing that Russ wished he got better was connecting with his guys. Um, I believe that when you talk about brotherhood, it's, it's, it's always been about balling. And so whenever we talk, I don't want to hear like I'm talking to CBS or NBC. This is man-to-man, brother-to-brother. We chilling in the steam room. Hey, let me let me let me know you. Let me let me have your heart, man. Let me have your heart on this one. And so, um, I, I don't know why he had his, I guess, his guard up, but um, it was just unfortunate that when you would try to connect, try to communicate, it was just, it, it was, it was kind of hard. It, it was kind of hard. Do you think he? And I'll I'll say this nicely. Do you think he has trouble and doesn't feel like he fits in? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe that you look at the structure when he came to Seattle. It was kind of like. Us and and you is it's that like his, his us and, and is that you. how he is that his background where he grew up his personal history or is it just sort of who he is as his personality I never I never got that deep into it I just looked at it like hmm. he, when he first came on the scene he was just always laser focused everything is all about ball I want to be the best at this best at that but man like no one cares like we care how good of a football player you are but man I want like you. We're, we we want to be boys. We want to be brothers. I want to be at your wedding. I want to talk to be how your kids are doing and all that stuff. And so, um, unfortunately, like his character's coming to question. People are starting to pick up on man. This this kind of this kind of unauthentic. Like, mm. let me have your heart. Let me know who you really are versus just the per- pitch perfect. I do everything right. Say everything right. Messing up is okay. Saying like, hey, I'm struggling in this area is okay. And so, um. Never really got that, and I believe that Russ would tell you himself, I wish that I connected more with my boys. KJ, did you have anybody in your sphere and circle, and how important is it to have people in your sphere to say, hey, man, that's bad optics. Hey, mm-hmm. right right now you can't do that. Right now you can't be selling your hats and your new gear into your threes like he's trying to call his fans his threes, oh, like man. the 12s. Like you, you can't do this. I've always felt, KJ, he's not had somebody in his circle say, Russ, you can't do that. Absolutely. And you already know Bobby was my guy. <laughs> Bobby was my guy. He would come up to him like, hey, bro, I see you doing this. Like, hey, what? Well, it's it's 8.03. You know, why are you coming in to work at this time? Like, hey, I saw that you had this. What, what you doing, bro? And so we would do that with each other. And he held me accountable, and I for sure held him accountable as well. And when you look at your circle, you look at your teammates, who was that guy for Russ? Who was it? I don't. I, I can't. T- I can't tell you. I can't tell you who it was. And so the brotherhood is always important. It can't come from your coaches. It got to come from your teammates. <laughs> and so I had that. Sherm had that. Cam had that. 
But when you look at Russ, I don't necessarily know. Could, if, could if any of his back? Maybe it's impossible as a backup. That was the only place I was thinking. Could Tavares or some of the other guys? Eventually, the backups turned into more sort of young players yeah. that were sort of. Well, Gino was with him two, three, four years. That's true. Gino was there before Tavares was there for a while. There was what's the kid from TCU who was there for a while? Boykin. Boykin. Sure, yeah. I don't know whether that would have been his role. Yeah. I, I don't. Know, I'm trying to think of who would have been capable of doing that. Yeah, because bro, you can speak to this. The quarterback room is small. It's like three guys. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have necessarily that tight knit or that, that that big group of guys that mm-hmm. can really hold you accountable and you do vice versa. You do need that older guy in the locker room, the older guy in the position like, hey, man, I've been here, done this. Could Dwayne Brown have done that? I just I hear so much about how well respected Dwayne Brown always was. Well respected, but um, communication wise, Dwayne, like Not it's either is. like I'm going to just lash out. It's like that, that like cool, calm demeanor. Mm-hmm. Then Dwayne's not the guy. Okay. Dwayne's not the guy. You know, it's interesting, KJ. I had never thought. I always, in some ways, pointed the finger at the defensive guys. Even when you you tell your stories. Of how nobody held him accountable, and you guys got all mad, and he's the teacher's pet, and he's management. Well, that's a lot of franchise quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. as we talk through this, yeah, I, I, I kind of get it. Like, he didn't have anybody. He doesn't have yeah. anybody on his team. right? Even to this day, if you're still doing that, and you're getting crushed in this way on a national narrative, and you still think somehow, some way, KJ, they walked out of the stadium when the game was tied. I saw that. They left him and they left that team. And to still have then the thought that I'm going to put out my own gear and I'm going to market to the threes. I saw that. And, And when Russ was here, when he would be held accountable from his teammates, it would be out of a place of anger, not out of a place of love. When 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 my boys got on me, it was like it was a place of love versus I'm I'm not lashing out at KJ. I'm coming to him like a man, like hey bro, this is what I need for you. I'm not just throwing a tantrum, saying hey bro, you suck. You looking throwing all these picks in practice. You got to do better. And so he didn't he didn't necessarily receive that brotherly love from his teammates, mm-hmm. which is pretty sad. <laughs> and the question is why. And that's where you get to the relatability and, and all the other stuff. It's the, interesting how it how it ends it. up affecting eventually some of the play on the field yeah, and man. some of the mess that's now been created in Denver. KJ, we yeah. got to go. That's it. Oh. That's all we got time for. I, the, the people at Muckleshoot, we want to say thank you, but they only pay for an hour. Today was heavy, man. Yeah, it was Today heavy. Was heavy. Right, can we, next week, can we have more fun? Please. I would well, love. <laughs> Luis Castillo has something to do with that. That's right. The defense running on the field. Go beat the Cardinals. Go run on the field. Oh, you know how I feel about the Cardinals. I hate the Cardinals. So I think you know how I feel about yeah, that. I had to yell at my guys to run on the field. Come on. I don't, I don't yeah. want to have to do that. Sheesh. I don't, I don't want to have to be that guy. Get Bruce Arians out there. That'll that'll give me a reason to be even more like invested in this well, game. Well, maybe next week we need me, Bane. Maybe next week hey, we need some fun. And maybe we need me, Bane. Hey, and Mike laughed at me when I said I'm worth a roster, a roster spot. I, well. No, I didn't say you're not worth a roster spot. Yeah. A roster spot not to play. Right, that's the thing that I think you know, people might have a bit of an issue I want to see with. Coach KJ in full uniform next week. Maybe that'd That be would be better. Would you go suit and tie I on I like the field? my hamstring, guys. I don't want to tear my hamstrings. Come on. But please, give me a roster spot so I can tell people to yes. run in. Yes. Great KJ Wright, man. This is so good. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next Wednesday. So much fun. If you missed even a minute, go download this at seattlesports.com or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You name it. All right. We got to get back to the baseball and specifically the decision made last night and how this team bounces back and moves forward. Shannon Dreyer will join us from Houston next. It's Brock and Salk in your home for the Mariner playoff run. Seattle sports on 710 Seattle sports app.